0: Welcome to the Small Business Growth Podcast with me, your host, Maddie Giordano. We will talk all things business, branding, and social media marketing so you can turn your passion into success, whether that be a clothing store, a yoga studio, an online coaching business, or whatever lights that fire inside of you. Here, you will find tons of quality information so you can crush your goals, build your business, and make more moolah. Sound good? Let's jump on in. Today, I will be interviewing Ross Johnson on a 24-hour podcast marathon. He's a 27-year-old serial entrepreneur dedicated to teaching coaches and consultants how to grow their online business. His trajectory was anything but typical. He went from being a broke personal trainer to building $2 million businesses in just four years. Ross has helped hundreds of people grow their online business through his mentorship programs, earning him mentions in various esteemed publications, including Forbes, Inc., and Entrepreneur. Today, we'll be talking about the skills and the mindset you need to build your business and to scale the business to where you want it to be. There's a lot jam-packed in here, so let's get started. Hey, Ross, thanks for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm super excited to chat.
0: Yeah, let's get started with just kind of explaining what your story is like. You've built 2 million dollar businesses by 27 years old. Just kind of tell me what your story was. I know it can be kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's even yeah, I mean, all day, you know, I've been doing this 24 podcast in 24 hour marathon, which we're on right now. Yes. <laughs> number 9 <laughs> right now and Yeah, I've been hearing that a lot and it's it's just crazy to hear that back. I'm like, man, yeah, that is crazy. Um, you know, cuz because I grew up, you know, without a lot of money. Uh, I grew up in a house, like, where, you know, my parents are just struggling entrepreneurs. So entrepreneurship is always kind of a thing in my house. You know, always new, like, you know, it's possible, it's a thing. And I think that really helped put me in a position where I felt like that was, like, I kind of always thought my life was going to go that way, you know? Maybe it was because I went to, to my dad, I don't know whether mm-hmm. or not he was successful. But, yeah, it just became, like, money became, like, a very primary focus for me as a kid um just because I didn't have it and I didn't have money for school lunch and like all these different things and started working really young like I started working when I was like 12 uh selling Italian ice and (laughs) digging clams and like farming oysters you know I grew up uh, in Massachusetts in the water so oyster farming and clamming and seafood and stuff is a big thing there so I was always like kind of involved in all sorts of different things I built and sold skateboards. I sold lollipops. Like I had an auto detailing business out of my parents' garage. So entrepreneurship was always a big thing. Uh, money was always a big thing. And, you know, for me and my story, like a lot of those things, I just knew like none of them were going to, we're going to make it happen for me. You yeah. Know, I tried so many things. I was like, yes, yeah, will, will get me by, but it took me a long time to figure it out. Um, and that's like probably important for everyone to know. It's like, you know it looks like from the outside a lot of things happen really quick you know oh. you read a bio it's like ross 26 year old two seven figure businesses like whoa whoa, it's like it seems like or people have asked me how did it happen so fast yeah um, i'm like man it did not happen <laughs> <It's>
0: like, <laughs> like it kind
1: of did you know i'm 27 now but it's like i've been working at it forever it feels yeah. like you know
0: yeah, absolutely. And I was kind of in a similar boat, like m- my whole life, both my parents were entrepreneurs. And I, when I graduated college, like when I went into college, I knew I was going for business. And once I graduated, I was, there was no part of me that was like, I want to go work for someone else. Like I wanted to build my own thing. Um, and I think that it's a completely different type of mindset. Um, where do you think like, starting a business has to has to come from do you think it's like in a foundation do you think it's just like jumping in taking that messy action or do you think it's in your mindset like you need to want it
1: yeah it's a really interesting question i've actually been thinking about this a lot lately because it's like where does it start mm-hmm. right like that's like a like a really primary question and i think you know for a lot of people they get into corporate uh you know they like kind of grow up through that you know they're 30 35 they have a corporate job and then they're like I'm gonna start a business yeah like oh I just like got this idea and I'm like oh yeah like and they're like well how long you know is it gonna take and I'm like I don't know you know because like when I was like seven I was like I want to be an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and so like I feel like that was actually the start of the journey was like having the idea and getting comfortable with the idea that it might be possible and then like thinking about it and thinking about it and taking some action and (laughs) not really taking it seriously for a very long time until I was like 20. But Mm -hmm. you know, for a lot of people when it's the first time they ever think about it, I'm like, you probably got a few years. Yeah. You You know, of just getting, just (laughs) getting comfortable with the idea of like that identity Mm -hmm. because it's so different. Yeah. It's like, it's like completely the opposite of having a job.
0: Yeah, it really is. And because you have to put yourself so far out there and having a job, like a normal corporate job, it's kind of like someone just telling you what to do, giving you your list where you have to take complete self-motivation and figuring it all out. And I think the biggest thing, not maybe not the biggest thing, but something that I always tell my clients too, is that like the Google it mindset can get you so far. Like if you can, if you want to be an entrepreneur and you can just Google your stuff, like you'll, you'll learn so much. And I think that's a big part of it. Um, Yeah. The
1: information's out there. I mean, the information's out there. What's not out there is like to be successful in business, almost like you have to go against human nature Mm -hmm. because human nature is like move away from pain, move towards pleasure. We're always doing that. We're always moving away from pain and moving towards pleasure. But like a lot of the pain, like putting yourself out there, maybe that's uncomfortable at first, Mm -hmm. but you need to like lean into that, which is kind of like against the way that you're like built.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to lean into pain. You want to like avoid that. And so like, I see a lot of people do that. They avoid pain. They're like, I don't want to direct message someone or I don't, I don't know. It's uncomfortable or I don't want to approach that person or, I don't know. I don't like sales. It's kind of like awkward. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, but you got to like get over that pain. And that's where a lot of the, a lot of the breakthroughs come from.
0: For sure. And it's kind of like going against the grain of what other people want, like what other people might think is odd or like, like you said, it's uncomfortable. It's moving away from the, the comfy, cozy, cushy lifestyle and, and making your own path and kind of
1: standing out. Yeah. You know, standing out is uncomfortable because mm-hmm. people look at you weird.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're
1: like, is this, I, is this chill right now or not, you know? <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. But then <laughs> you're I like, oh, stuff? wait, wait,
1: this is cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's hard to kind of push through that awkward because it's just like, well, people, people are looking at me. Like, my, my motivation can be fleeting in those points. It's just like, man. Totally. And how do you think you push through that? How do you, what do you think is the best way to kind of, um, kind of keep going in those fleeting moments?
1: I think you just got to be inspired. Yeah. You know, I think you got to have people that inspire you in your life. Who you want to become more like and learn from them. And I think being in it, you know, with books and things like that. Yeah. Uh, is also really powerful. You know, one thing that's like a trick for me is like, if I ever fall off what I'm doing with my health, I just go read a bunch of nutrition books. Mm-hmm. And I like, I get so much leverage on why it's important that I'm like into it again. You're
0: like snapping yourself. Come on, let's get it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I like inspire myself. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. This stuff is so interesting. I'm like, yeah, that's like a that's yeah, that's interesting. Like, wow, it's like inspiring. And then I'm like, hmm, I actually want to go like do these things. You know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Gives you a little bit of motivation. That's a good. That's a good. Um, good little trick. And what you said that like having a mentor, having someone that you look up to. Who was who was someone throughout your your journey that you kind of looked up to?
1: Man, so many people. So (laughs) many people. I mean, I wouldn't say it was like anyone really in particular, but I looked up to a lot of the ways that people thought. Like I would read Mm -hmm. books by particular authors and I'd be like, wow, the person's just like so highly skilled. Yeah. In that one area. It's just it's crazy.
0: Yeah. How do what this person
1: knows, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So, you know, like a big one, is like Robert Cialdini. He mm-hmm. wrote the book Influence. He wrote the book Persuasion. I yeah. love Persuasion. I love Influence. Uh, big I've read Influence. I haven't
0: read Persuasion.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, so interesting. Like, I just, like, I'm obsessed with how people operate, and how their brains work. Like, yeah. how to get people to change their beliefs. Because, you know, I used to be a personal trainer years ago mm-hmm. before I ever did, like, business. And I would have clients come in and. You know, like they would come in and, and they'd be drinking like Dunkin' Donuts coffee with like <laughs> sugar all in it and like chocolate syrup all over the inside of the cup. And I'm like, man, you got to stop drinking that. Like you're coming in to do this workout. You're just like ruin your workout. Like
0: yeah. I you not even you so much.
1: You. Yeah. And they're eating popcorn and stuff. And I'm like, I'm doing the workouts. I'm telling you to do the diet. You're not doing the diet, which mm-hmm. means like I'm act. There's actually something that I'm missing, which is like how to get you to change your behavior. Yeah. And if you can't get someone to change their behavior as a coach or in the education space, it's very hard to get someone results. Yeah. So you need to understand human behavior. You need to understand persuasion and influence in order to get someone to change the way that they need to change for themselves. Yeah. That was like, I was like, oh, if I don't know that, then I don't know anything.
0: Absolutely. It doesn't matter how
1: good I am if I can't get them to change. And so I ended up becoming obsessed with that.
0: Okay. That's good, and like no matter how much, no matter how mo, like no matter how much information, no matter how great your product is, if you can't motivate anybody to buy, motivate anybody to change anything, you won't ever get the results. You won't have, ever see that um, that influence, and the, that's that's good. Let's dive into that. Like what what was like kind of the avenue that you went down with the influence and the authority, like building. Um, what what's some of your tips there?
1: Yeah, so I, <laughs> it's funny, like a friend of mine. Mm, we're like kind of friends made a video (laughs) once and he was like he was like you know business is just about figuring out how to get someone to take money out of their bank account and put it in your bank account Mm -hmm. that's it how do you get someone to do that like what needs to happen and i was like man that's so simple that's like (laughs) so interesting because like everyone's like manifest 10k and like attract clients it's like all stuff it's like yeah like totally but like ultimately like I need you to give me your credit card information (laughs) like how do I get someone to do that and like want to do that yeah and so like I started looking at that and being like how do I get someone to want to eat better you know or like how do I get someone to want to do things that they don't want to do like because some people will do it and some people won't and I'm like why is that and so You know, I just, I just studied that stuff. I ended up studying, you know, Tony Robbins for a while.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I ended up studying Robert Cialdini for a while. I studied so many things. I studied cults. I studied (laughs) uh, pickup artist stuff, you know, like people persuading women. Like something I do, I think that's really different than other people is um, super unbiased. So like I will look at the greatest leaders of all time and their influence, mm-hmm. even leaders that did horrible things, like yeah. Hitler. Yeah. Like that dude did some crazy shit. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, he's not an idiot. Like he did something. Like I would yeah. like to see someone else try to do that. Like it's not gonna happen. <laughs>
0: Convince so many people exactly
1: to, to get behind something, and it's like, well, what what's going on there? And yeah. so I, you know, terrible thing to happen. You know, I'm definitely not saying it's not like a. It's a terrible thing, but there's something to learn there. And I think there's something to learn from there. There's something to learn from presidential candidates and how they put on campaigns and mass persuade people to rally for them. uh, When really like, ultimately we don't know what they're going to be like in office. Yeah. You know, it's like when you sell a product, ultimately like you're selling to a person, they haven't even seen the product yet.
0: Exactly. They don't know
1: what the product's going to be like. Yeah. So it's like, how do you get them to believe all these things before they ever even do it? So I've studied, you know, cults for community building. I've studied pickup artists for persuasion, like quick persuasion. And throughout, you know, I've studied copywriting and through a lot of these avenues, I'm like, wow, there are cognitive biases and psychological triggers and like ways that people's brains work. Yeah. People have predefined belief systems. And that's been the most interesting thing. I I mean, I've been studying that for years now and there's there's just so many places to look, you know, and now I'm at a place where I can just have a conversation with someone and I I quickly identify like all the different ways they're thinking, all the different things that happen. And I'm like, oh, I I understand (laughs) where you're at and I understand like what you're moving away from and what you're moving towards and what you believe and what your values are. I'm like, I just get it, you know, and it helps me. I'm able to relate to people on a different level. I'm able to influence people on a different level and coach them. Yeah. And they really feel like understood by me because I really understand them.
0: Yeah. A lot of
1: times I better than they understand themselves, which is because a lot of times you don't see what's going on Mm -hmm. with yourself, you know, which is the value of having a coach.
0: For sure. And what, how do you think that that kind of relates to starting a business is trying to figure out how, how humans behave? Like, how do you think, what are some like actionable things that people can do in order to apply that to their business? Like learn their demographic to a T or, or what would you say there?
1: Yeah. I would say like, we're all in the people business. Mm -hmm. Everything is about people. And Mm -hmm. if you can understand what motivates people to take action, then you will be successful in business. Yeah. And there's so many ways to look at that, but you know, there's two things I want to say with this. Everyone should study copywriting.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: because words are the most powerful thing on earth. You know, people wrote the Bible with words and the Bible and those, you know, whether it's Christianity or whatever religion, every religion has a text and those texts have globally shifted the moral, the morals of everyone. Like Mm -hmm. the reason why you don't want to kill someone isn't because that's the law. It's because those are your morals. And a lot of times that comes from some religion Mm -hmm. that's like permeated the entire culture. For sure. Which I think is incredibly powerful and I'm not religious or anything, but I think the words that are used there are so powerful in the storytelling that they've changed everything. And so I I really want people to understand like the value of words and how influential they are when you say the right things to the right people at the right time. So studying copywriting is a great way to break into learning about psychology and all these different things it's one Mm -hmm. of the best skills i wish i learned it way earlier in entrepreneurship definitely one of the most valuable skills you could ever learn yeah the second part is everyone should have a coach because there are built in ways your brain is hardwired they're called uh, cognitive bias Mm
0: -hmm. anyone
1: wants to look more into this they can just look it up it's a complicated subject but i'll give you one of them there's like 120 of them but they're like rules. Like you cannot change these things about your brain. You can change your beliefs, but you cannot change these like rules. One's called confirmation bias. Mm -hmm. It's like whatever you already believe is what you're going to look out into the world and confirm. And so it's like, if you ever been in an argument with like a partner, it's like, you know, imagine like a, a woman and a man in an argument and the man's like, says like this five minute speech and the woman goes, so you do hate my mom. I knew it. You know, it's like, it says this one thing. It's like out of the whole conversation, she might've seen just that one sentence.
0: Yeah. And sure. it
1: confirmed what she already believed about him and her mom. Right. Okay. That's confirmation bias. And it immediately ignored all of the other information, probably without even realizing it. Yeah. And like we all do this. For and sure. so when you're first starting a business, your biggest struggles are usually mindset related. And if you don't have a coach who can show you those things because you yeah. can't see them yourself, it's very, very challenging to, to level up and change your mindset the way that you need to.
0: Absolutely. I think coaches are so powerful. Like when you, when you hire your first coach, there's all these things that you – because you push so hard and then you get to a point and you're like, all right, maybe I need some assistance. Maybe someone can help me do this better. You hire your first coach, and then you're like, holy cow. It's like your world kind of opens up. Like These are the different types of things that you have to do. And I do think kind of the first shift kind of happens with that mindset of things. You have to, you have to change your mindset to certain avenues of business. Uh, what, kind of, what are some of the mindset shifts that you think are, are some of the most important when starting a business?
1: Yeah, well, the first one is like kind of what we're talking about right now, right? Which is that other people already know the answers to what you're looking for mm-hmm. and for not that much money you can pay them for the answers and you should always do that because uh time is the one thing you don't get more of unless you buy it yeah you can buy time and whenever you can buy time you should because if you waste your time trying to learn it and you could just pay someone 200 bucks to get on a 30-minute call with you and be like. Hey, can we get on a 30 minute call? And you can just like map out the next 90 days for me right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of coaches will do that for you. You don't need to hire them for like three months or six months or whatever. It's like, let's get on an hour call. I'll pay you 500 bucks, a thousand bucks. Please tell me what I need to do over the next 90 days and what I need to be doing every day. Yes. And like, I will do it. And then in 90 days I will call you and like, we'll do this again. Yeah. Tell me what I need to do. Give me your top 10 recommended books. Like go get all the cheat codes because people have them
0: mm-hmm. and
1: don't be afraid to invest. There's no such thing as a bad investment. Even if you don't get ROI and your money right then, because you're learning something and you might be able to apply it later. Yes, so That's the first one is like always invest. Second one is like always solve a real problem. This, this got me for like years. I was like, I'm so passionate about handstands and Chinese medicine and, skateboards like i'm gonna build weird businesses off of this i'm gonna be a productivity coach and ultimately nobody cared yeah because i wasn't solving a problem that they had i was just talking about something i was passionate about and no one cared
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what i should have done is find a group of people ask them what their biggest problem was and then become the best at solving that problem which is ultimately what ended up making me successful was I realized that a lot of people wanted to grow their Instagram accounts yeah. and I learned how to do that the best. And then I got the best results in the industry and everyone started hearing about it. And I got a lot of clients and things blew up really quick. Yeah. Um, so that's another one. It's like, you know, stay focused for like, if you're going to do something, do it for at least 12 months. Mm-hmm. Don't do it for three months and switch. Yeah. So stay focused, do something for 12 months, choose an actual problem that people have
0: Yeah. Not and become the
1: you. best at it and invest in like support
0: yeah i think that like investing in coaches and like you said it has to even though it's a passion there has to be someone there that needs to buy it like it can't just be like i love skateboarding so whatever but um you have to you have to have that passion behind it which i think is great and back to the coaching like Um, all of this information is out there. Like we've said, someone can sit down, any business owner, any person can sit down, read all of the books, take all these courses and learn the information and test it over however many years to try to figure it out. Or like you said, they can hire somebody for an hour or a couple months or whatever they need in order to just get the information. And I think that's what people don't quite understand is, uh, when they hire somebody, they're like, well, like I don't quite need it yet. I can just figure it out myself, but you're saving yourself so much time by just investing in it a little bit by getting that information.
1: I did this for four years. I thought I could figure it out myself and I would consider myself pretty intelligent. Mm-hmm. I spent $30,000 on courses yes. <laughs> and four years trying to do this thing. And when I hired a coach, he was like, I thought I had a marketing problem. Like, oh my God, I just can't make sales, man. Like it's just not working out for me. He was like, yeah, well, like build a webinar, and I'm like, all right. And he's like, cool. Send it over. Oh, looks great. Build an ebook. Oh, looks great, dude. Your funnel looks great. Just pu- publish it. Like, get it out there. And now that I know the dude, I actually know pretty much for a fact that he never even looked at that shit. <laughs> and he was just telling me, "Yep, it's good." Like, I needed like a stamp of approval. Like, I needed permission. Yeah. At that point when I was starting out, that's what I was looking for. I didn't think anything was good enough. And I was like, not pushing it or publishing it or like promoting it as much as I could have, because I didn't know if it was done. I didn't know if it was good enough. I didn't know. I didn't really know what I was doing. And like, I was like, yeah, I built a webinar, but like, I don't know, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I needed someone who was an authority to be like, it's good enough. Yeah. And now that I know him, I'm like, I don't even think he looked at it. And the thing was like such a like, such a weird thing to think about like man imagine if he didn't even look at it he just told me it was okay and that's all i needed to hear yeah once i did that and i published it and i started making some sales i was like man maybe i do know what i'm doing he was like yeah you don't have a marketing problem you have a mindset problem Mm -hmm. and so without that reflection i don't know i could have i could still be fucking around doing that
0: yeah for four years
1: like please don't do that for four years like (laughs) Like it's crazy
0: yeah, I know. Well, and yeah, you can in, you can invest in so many courses and other different things and trying to figure it out and it's still like that perfectionist side of some people's brains. It's like, man, like you can sit there and edit and tweak, you can you can look at your wording and all of that for like hours and changed wording around and it can never be completely perfect. And like you said, if you just publish it, if you just get it out there and let people see it, like no one else knows exactly what you were trying to say there. It's just, you got to get your stuff out and let people see it. And you can always learn as you go and it'll always just progress from there.
1: Yeah, totally. You got to take like some messy action and get it out there. And like, Mm -hmm. I also think you know, courses are really great. I'm a huge proponent of courses. I teach people how to build courses, but I always encourage people to add some kind of support model into it. Yeah. Where people can get support and they can get some level of coaching because I think that short tiny little mindset shifts for people save them so much time.
0: Mhm. Yeah, and I think it kind of seals the deal too. It's it's just kind of like a little extra cherry on top like, "Oh, I can get this course, but I do get some support with it too." Um,
1: that's really big. Everyone should be able to get their questions answered, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's why even just, I know like I've, I've sent you messages on Instagram and it's been like, Hey, like, what do you think of this? And it's always so nice when someone actually responds. And when you send someone a message, like 80% of DMS that go to businesses go unanswered. And I think that is just such an uncapped market because if you aren't responding, those are customers that might be paying, paying for your services that you're not even, it's like someone walking up to your counter and you just like ignoring what they're saying. and I think
1: it's actually crazy. Yeah, I, I know. I can't believe it. I message, I mean, I message businesses all the time. Yeah. I message influencers all the time. I'm like, Hey, I want to pay you $5,000 to post this thing. <laughs> and they're like, don't answer my thing. I'm like, and I email them too. And it's like, all right, I'm like, you know, maybe you don't want $5,000 to like literally make an Instagram story post on your million follower page or whatever. Yeah. You know, I used to have an influencer marketing agency, so. Uh, I used to reach out a lot of times to influencers and businesses and brands and yeah Yeah. terrible terrible at answering them
0: (laughs) yeah it's ridiculous Um, and from that like I know you had you had that scale you you had it was it's scale media was that your was that your first
1: No, I had Trill Media. Okay. And then I had online coach accelerator. And now my company is Scale Media.
0: Oh, okay. Cool. And so you've done a lot of different kind of building and you said you've you grew a lot of Instagram profiles and kind of got really good at that. And what are kind of that's kind of my scheme of things. I'm I'm a social media coach, um, mm. and that's kind of on my side of things. What are your some of your tricks and tricks of the trade of growing Instagram accounts and social media and building kind of that community?
1: Yeah, so I'm like very unusual in this mm-hmm. industry. Uh, like I'll explain what that means, but <laughs> I you know I started doing viral content. Viral content kind of stopped working two years ago uh, to stop working the same way. I used to be able to do engagement groups of huge pages. They'd comment on each other. It yeah. all blow up if you had the right content. You know, then uh, I got to like 30K a month in my business and I was like, literally working until two in the morning, basically. And it got to a place where every single client was custom. This is a huge mistake. <laughs> I had like 30 clients. I had to post on all their accounts every day. I had to do DMs and all these different things, commenting. Mm -hmm. And they were all different. They all had different packages. And so only I could work on the clients. I couldn't hire anyone because I didn't have any specific ways of doing things. I couldn't train them. And then I also didn't have any time. So I couldn't take on any more clients. And so I was like capped there. So what I needed to do was I ended up productizing my service. Mm-hmm. which basically means like everyone got the exact same deal. We started following and following and we started liking commenting and stuff like that. Yeah. And ultimately that was the only way I could, I learned how to scale the business and we went from 30 K to a hundred K and like two and a half months later. There you go. And Cause I had a waiting list of clients that I just couldn't take on. But you know, it got to a point later on where, so many people are like, look, I don't want you to follow and unfollow people. I think that's inauthentic. Mm -hmm. I also don't want anyone commenting on my page that looks weird. I also don't want to post any different content than what I'm posting. So I want you to grow my page, but I don't want it to look like I'm doing anything. And I don't want my profile to do anything. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, I don't know if that's possible, but for six months I thought about it. And when I ended up coming up with was this really, really, really crazy scheme that like nobody else could do in my industry because I actually built the software to do it. Um, There's other softwares out there that we kind of, i rip, ripped Frankenstein this thing together, but basically we had something going on where, let's say you were my client and you wanted to only work with online coaches. You said, Ross, I need you to grow my Instagram profile thirty thousand followers a month, thousand followers a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll pay. You, I'll pay you whatever. Just do it. I'd be like, all right, cool. So we had software that I would enter in, like you know, a certain amount of, uh, you know, like a certain amount of like Instagram profiles. We would create those, kind of like automatically create a bunch of email addresses, create a bunch of Instagram accounts, thousand, ten thousand at a time. Then we would. Right, like then we would pull content from other profiles and populate them on those profiles, and then pull captions and then use something called spin tax to spin the caption, like change the words around a little bit slightly over thousands of them. So it'd be mm-hmm. the same caption rewritten a thousand times, very slightly different, so that Instagram would never shut down these accounts. Yeah, these were like fake accounts, mm-hmm. they'd have like an entrepreneurial content every one of those accounts would follow and unfollow people based on keywords that they had in their bio. Yeah. So they would only follow and unfollow people who had the word coach in their bio. And when those people followed our accounts back, they would get a message that basically said, uh, Hey, thanks for following us. looks like you're into entrepreneurial content and you're a coach. You know, who's the best person in this industry is Maddie. You should go follow her. Here's mm-hmm. her Instagram account. So what happened was, You'd be the client and we would have, I don't know, 3,000 accounts sending out private direct messages to people who would follow them every single day. So So like tens of thousands of messages would be going out privately. No one would ever see them. Yeah. Telling people to go follow you and they'd all be visiting your profile through direct message and like you'd be getting thousands of followers every day with only people who self-identified as a coach online. So it's super targeted Ah. and they would all just be following you. And so like, what it would look like to your followers was like, you're just blowing up (laughs) and nothing was like traceable back to you. And so we were able to basically scale organic content and organic Instagram traffic, like infinitely. Wow. We've grown accounts like a hundred thousand followers a month with that strategy.
0: That's incredible. And how old were you when you did that?
1: That was like last year.
0: Wow. That's super well, like cool. a year and a half ago. And I think that that's, it's, it's like a different way of thinking because everyone would always just be like, Oh, well, this is what we have to do. This is the only way, this is the only way to yeah. go. But if, if, again, you found the problem, you saw that people weren't wanting that, like, Oh, I didn't want to reach out to people. I didn't want to DM. I didn't want to comment. Um, and you kind of took a different like way around that and figure it out your own way. And I think that that's a huge, even just like learning point in general, that there's always a way around something, no matter where, whatever roadblock you find, you can find a different way around it. And like you said, you can, you can develop a software, you can r- learn something else and kind of start. Yeah,
1: Super, super black hat marketing. <laughs> like we did not, we did not do this for all of our clients. Like people paid me like 10 grand a month to do that sometimes. Yeah, well, it was okay. like super private clients. Like a lot of them have Instagram courses now, so Thank a lot you. of the uh, a lot of the bigger Instagram courses out there, I I grew their pages. No that's one knows cool. that, but I'm
0: sure you can go back and just be like, "Hi, like this is."
1: They know. You're the
0: welcome.
1: The, the leaders in the industry, they know what's up. Yeah,
0: that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: it is cool. It was a really creative solution. It took me a long time to like get that going, but and it it doesn't work anymore. Unfortunately, the cost started costing too much because you probably know this, but Instagram, you know, used to be able to take like 15,000 actions Mm -hmm. a month. like Now Now it's like Mm 6,000. So like now I had to have three times more accounts, which means three times more costs. So I just couldn't do it anymore.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I think they kind of caught on to different things like that. And they continuously keep doing that with all of those Different types of engagement groups and different things going on. They can kind of scrub their system there, and um, and they've kind of tried to make it where everything is a little bit more just completely authentic, organic growth. And I think that's where people people get tripped up is it's it's hard to grow a profile to the size of some of these other profiles that have been around for so long and. I think that they just get discouraged, but it doesn't always just have to be about the size of your, your audience. You can, you can still make money off of social media with a smaller audience. And I think that's totally.
1: And I think, you know, there's, there's multiple things here. Like one is there's also influencer marketing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, pay some influencer. Kind of who's got idea. the clout to like promote your thing on Instagram stories, mm-hmm. you know, do a webinar, tell them to promote it. Here's 200 bucks, do a swipe up, Get, yeah. You know, build your email list doing that, or, you know, I think Instagram's a really unique platform. I honestly don't think it's for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of clients on it. I tell people to go on it, but I you know, and I love it, and I think it's a great platform. But it, it's definitely a status-driven platform. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, the best people, the best people who do the best on Instagram are good-looking or they have cars or money or traveling or they're doing shit that other people can't do. It's this very aspirational type thing. Yeah. And look like not a lot of people live that lifestyle and not a lot of people are, like can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think like, if that's not the case for you and I think this takes self-awareness, like you should be on Facebook and you should be commenting in Facebook groups and you should be a very good writer. You should focus on being really intelligent on Facebook Yeah. And it's like, there's a social media platform for everyone. You just need to figure out where your strong suits are. Mm -hmm. Not everyone's the best taking, you know, cool photos and cool places and like looking really good, but some people are really good at writing or some people are really good at doing educational content and maybe they should be on YouTube. Mm
0: -hmm. You
1: know, it's all about finding the right platform for you, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. And some people some people find really good success on LinkedIn just because they can they can post content. It's all about who your audience is and who you are and what type of contents that you can commit to and make the best. And I think some people do really well with podcasts. Some people do really well, like you said, with YouTube, just kind of all depends on, on who you are. And I think that is missed a lot of times where people are just trying to think about, well, where's my audience? Where's my audience biggest at? Well, my audience is 25 to 35. I need to be on Instagram, but your audience might also be on Facebook. They might also be on YouTube. Not everyone just spends all their time on one platform. I think
1: everyone's on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. I think LinkedIn's a little bit more, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't want to say corporate, but like, it's just a different type of person and it's a smaller platform. Right. Mm -hmm. But like YouTube's like, Man, there's almost 2 billion people on there like I know. you better believe there's 20 year olds and 80 year olds on there like yeah. it just is <laughs> you know what I mean? know.
0: yeah my 87 year old grandpa will go over to his house and he's watching a video on youtube and it's just like man yeah like, my dad too <laughs> it's so funny it's like man like no matter how old you are and now like the kid kids that are like seven years old are watching all their tv on youtube they're watching all all sorts of stuff so everybody's on a lot of different types of platforms. You have to find the platform that fits you more than just what fits your audience. Cause your audience will be somewhere.
1: Totally. And the thing is like, yeah, there's definitely at least a thousand of those people on there. Yeah. It doesn't matter what demographic they are. And that's like really all you need for starting a business at least, you know, exactly. I mean, I made 500 grand on Facebook when I had 2000 friends.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you, you really know? don't need a huge audience. And I think that's a huge testament to it. Is some of the audience can be your friends, like they can be your personal friends. And if you have two thousand people in your Facebook audience, and you get ten percent of them to buy, that's still two hundred possible customers. And even if you only have one percent of them to buy, and if you have a product that is at a certain amount of money, you can you can always make a like you said five hundred grand off of two thousand followers um, is incredible. That's really cool. Yeah, you just need a
1: really good offer that people want. You know. Mm-hmm that can't be ignored. And I no. think as long as you do that, you know, those 2000 people were entrepreneurs. I friend requested them all. Yeah. And then it just was like, entrepreneurs want to grow on social media. So I'm going to put, out, put this out there. Yeah. And a lot of them bought it, you know, it just made sense.
0: Yeah. Just I all about the, the offer that, solving the problem that they have and kind of communicating what that is to them. I think is huge. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. Well, Ross, it was great chatting with you. I have three final questions for you. Cool. One of them we kind of talked about already, but what is your number one book recommendation that every every business owner should read?
1: Nonviolent communication.
0: Nonviolent communication. And by who is do you know who that's by? I haven't...
1: I don't I don't remember his name. If you look it up, you'll definitely, definitely find the book
0: somewhere. Yeah.
1: They should read that and they should read the book Built to Sell.
0: Built to Nonviolent
1: sell. communication is is going to seem like a weird book to read, but I promise, like, communication is everything. Mm-hmm. Effective communication is – that book will change your life in every single way possible.
0: All right. Nonviolent communication. I'll have to look it up. I haven't heard of that one. Um, next question. If you can eat dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would your three people be?
1: Elon Musk.
0: Mm, he's in mine as well.
1: Yeah. I think that he's an alien. I – like. <laughs> i think he thinks the world is just as weird as i do like this is a video game or something yes um i think him i think maybe joe rogan would be another one and hmm, i think hmm, maybe i guess maybe mark zuckerberg
0: there you go that would be Uh, a a good crew
1: I also feel like that dude's kind of an alien.
0: Yeah. You have to have a different side of your brain to be able to think on that magnitude.
1: Yeah. He's like way out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Elon so Musk- zoomed
1: out perspective. It's yeah. crazy.
0: I know. I, re- I, I heard the other day that, or I read it or something, that Elon Musk read the entire cyclopedia by nine years old.
1: Yeah, he's like strange, strange.
0: Yeah, so crazy. Um, last question is: if you have one overarching business tip for anyone trying to grow or start a business, what is your big business tip?
1: Become educated and work your ass off.
0: There you go.
1: And don't ever stop. I have a tattoo in my neck. It says "inevitable," because when I was starting business, I would say that to myself. I would say like as long as I don't give up, it's inevitable because I'm just eliminating variables. Yes. Like, I think if you asked anyone like, hey, here's your objective in life. I need you to get to a place where you're making a million dollars a year. You have 60 years to complete this task. Mm-hmm. Do you think you can do it? I think almost everyone would say yes. Yeah. I think over 60 years, I could probably figure that out. Absolutely. <laughs> the thing is a lot of people don't. And it's because they give up or they Mm -hmm. stop caring about it or they just forget or they get mixed up in life. And the reality is, like, I think everyone's first objective should be creating freedom for themselves and breaking free from the system. Yeah. To a place where they actually have time and space to figure out what they actually want to do. There you go.
0: Yeah. And so that that takes a lot of hard
1: work. And as long as you don't ever give up and you just keep putting in the work, you'll, you'll figure it out. Cool.
0: Well, thank you, Ross. Thanks for being here.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. Really appreciate it.
0: If you are wanting to stay in touch with Ross, you can check him out on Instagram at Ross Johnson, or you can check out his brand new Course Mastery 2.0 online at www.coursemastery.com. He has tons to share, tons to give, and some really great opportunities for you to grow an online business. Go check him out at Ross Johnson on Instagram and say hello and tell him that this podcast sent you.